In chapter 15 of Paul's letter to the Corinthians, the apostle Paul is dealing with a a really terrible false teaching that is confusing the church in Corinth. Some among them are saying that there will be no resurrection from the dead. And Paul wants to make sure that they understand the resurrection is going to happen to them just as it happened to Christ. And in the middle of Paul's argument, he explains the futility of our faith if there is no resurrection from the dead. But in the midst of all that, Paul says something very curious, and I believe if we consider it, extremely wonderful and hope-giving. And before I tell you this extremely wonderful, curious, hope-giving thing he says, I, I want to remind you about the church in Corinth. This is not a, uh, a church that any of us would look at and think, well, they're in great shape. This is a church uh, with people who are really struggling with all kinds of sins, inside and outside. Their sins of the flesh, sexual immorality is um, affecting the church and its members. There's sins inside their hearts. There's all kinds of pride and one-upmanship going on in the church. They're neglecting the poor. There's uh, excessive drinking going on. There's all kinds of fights with one another. And you guys are familiar with this. We've talked about this church at Link. We did spend some time in Corinth. And, uh, and we talk about this here and there, that the church in Corinth is kind of renowned as the, the church in really bad shape among the epistles. There's a lot of struggles with sin going on in this church. So it's really, really powerful to me and I hope to you that as Paul tries to explain his argument about why the resurrection from the dead is going to happen to them just as it did for Christ, in the middle of his argument as he explains the futility of faith, if there is no resurrection from the dead, In the midst of all that, he says this very curious but incredible thing. He says to them, this struggling church, battling with sins, he says, for if the dead are not raised, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is worthless. You are still in your sins. Did you catch that great news? Did you catch that hope-giving, life-giving, mind-blowing news? If Christ has not been raised, your faith is worthless and you are still in your sins. Hallelujah. Hooray. What great news. If Christ has not been raised, you are still in your sins. In other words, If Christ has not been raised, then that means he's not who he said he was. He is not the son of God. More specifically, to Paul's point, he is not your sin bearer. He is not my sin bearer if he has not been raised. He is not the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And therefore, you are still in your sins. What does this phrase mean? You are still in your sins if Christ has not been raised. You are still in your sins. He means that if Christ is still dead, then my sins are not paid for. 
he's either still paying for them ad infinitum or more, more certainly, Christ is paying for his own sins if he is not the sinless son of God. And therefore, I still bear the guilt of them before God. This is the case if Jesus is not risen from the dead. And this is because one of the wonderful aspects of Christ's resurrection, by no means the only one, but one of the wonderful aspects of Christ's resurrection is that it serves as a receipt of sorts. When you go online to pay your traffic ticket, and I know you go online to pay your traffic ticket. Michael, I know you do this. I can see your guilty face. You get a digital receipt saying, Michael has paid his traffic ticket. It is paid for. You don't owe anything anymore. And the receipt is proof. The receipt is proof. If by chance the state of Maryland sends Michael a bill by mistake, Michael just emails them a copy of the receipt and they would say, oh, of course, Michael paid this bill. Here's the receipt. It's been paid for. It's over. It's done. When Jesus rose from the dead, one of the things that happened is that God was saying, here is proof. Here is proof that all the sins of all those who have trusted in my son are all paid for. God is saying, my son's sacrifice is finished, paying for your sins. His role, giving himself to death to pay for your sins is finished. There's no need for him to pay any more death. So I will raise him to life. Jesus' resurrection is, among many other wonderful things, a glorious receipt. It is a glorious receipt that what he did on the cross has been accepted in full by God. God is fully satisfied with what he has done for your sins. They are paid for. They are covered so let's reverse engineer this. If Christ not being raised means that his death has not been accepted as payment for our sins and therefore we are still in our sins, what does it mean to this struggling with sin church in Corinth and what does it mean for us who still struggle with sin if Jesus has indeed been raised? For this is exactly what Paul says next. He says, but Christ has indeed been raised. What does it mean then? Jesus being raised means that you and I, brothers and sisters, are not still in our sins. If Jesus hasn't been raised, then you're still in your sins, but he has been raised so you are not still in your sins. It is God saying, you, sinner, even though you still may battle today, are not in your sins anymore. God does not see you underneath the condemnation of your sins anymore. Your identity is not defined by your sins. Your identity is defined by Jesus Christ and his righteousness. You stand righteous before the courtroom of God's justice because God's son has paid for all your sins on the cross. 
God says, you who still battle and struggle, who are not finished with your flesh and won't be finished until you see my son face to face, you are already right now because of his resurrection. You are now justified in my sight. You stand righteous in my courtroom. Brothers and sisters, may this be true spiritual music to your heart this morning. We are not still in our sins. We struggle, and sometimes we we fail, but our struggles and our failures do not define us. Jesus' death and resurrection define us. He was delivered over to death for our sins once, for all, for all time. And as Paul says, he was raised from the dead for our justification. That is, for our righteous standing in God's holy courtroom. We are not still in our sins. We stand righteous in God's righteous son. Though we know that we struggle and we feel almost this is inappropriate, almost this is too much, it is what God says. We are not still in our sins. So let's celebrate this great payment for our sins that has indeed been accepted by our Father.